This episode of The Patch is brought to you by Hulu Plus. Watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere with Hulu Plus. On your TV or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. Shows like Family Guy, Once Upon a Time, New Girl, Scandal, and more. Right now you can try Hulu Plus free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash patch. This episode of The Patch is sponsored by Nature Box. Order great tasting, healthy snacks right to your door. Forget the vending machine and get in shape for summer with healthy, delicious treats like everything bagel sticks. Support this podcast and get 50% off your first order. Go to NatureBox.com slash The Patch. Everybody, slow playing the intro Come there. On, Hi, welcome Hi. to the patch. Gus is lagging. Let's have fun. <laughs> We're here to talk about video games this week with Gus, Ashley, Ryan, featuring Gus. All right. Oh, it's back. Well, yeah, it's back <laughs> with, with a vengeance. Blue team representing. I know. Yeah, we're kind of a blue silhouette to you. S- speaking I'm, of, th- I'm, now I'm third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of things that are back. Ashley's back from E3. Welcome back from oh, E3. I flipped the thing. Let me that, do I got another one over here. I got a oh, secret one down here That somewhere. was a crazy week. You, wait, you have you a have, secret you have timer? A secret timer? Why do you have a secret timer? All right. Are you telling us that For we're the, not reliable, so Gus? So Gus is actually reaching to the front of the desk and flipping a second uh, hourglass. It's redundancy. As far as reaching hours go, redundancy. I think but that's that the one that maybe sucks. a little bit of a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Give it 60 minutes. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so welcome back. You were yeah. uh, you were uh, at E3 co- doing coverage for the No. Yeah, thanks. It was a big week, but it was really good. It was a good year for games since last year was so uh, so hardware heavy, and this year was all games, 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 games. Unless you were the Sony press conference and spent forty five minutes on <laughs> services and apps. Yeah, it seems like they definitely flipped strategies from last year. Uh, Xbox definitely was service and app heavy and then this Xbox year they learned, came out and they said we're just going to talk about games and and I think we talked about this last week in, in the patch I feel like they definitely took a lot of cues from Sony's presser last year you know focusing mm-hmm. on the indie game development and things like that you're totally right and I feel like Sony took a few pointers from Microsoft Microsoft's last year they absolutely switched spots which is like why I mean that was the most you know hated on of the deliveries was that whole like oh look at all our TV integration and, and, and the- you know with good reason because it's a it's a games event yeah um, I do like that Sony talked about PlayStation Now I like that it's going in a beta open beta next month that's awesome looking mm-hmm. forward to it um, the thirty first right yeah well, was I, it thir- or is it twenty fifth it's one of those 20, it's a date it might be twenty first sometime it's in a month end of, end of next month yeah uh, wow way to Make my little Lenovo look sad here. It's okay, little buddy. Your little Lenovo. That just, I swear every time you put it up there, it looks like you just snap it in half. For If you can't see it, uh, if you listen to the audio <laughs> podcast, it's a laptop that flips all the way around. So the lid where the keyboard would be just is facing the table. Yeah, don't do that. that it's looks I, bad. It made me nervous uh, the first couple of times I did it. It. I'm ashamed to admit it took me months to figure out why my laptop was called the yoga <laughs> and then i was like oh it's bendy ah, uh, it's doing the down dog i yeah, got it yeah yeah so <laughs> um happy about playstation now that was exciting mm-hmm. uh i felt a little bit i was underwhelmed by uh the the tv stuff they're doing um they brought brian michael bendis out to talk really? about his um, his comic adaptation, and you go, I'm really excited. Oh, mm-hmm. Ron Michael Bendis is coming out to talk about his adaptation because Sony is starting off uh, their original video content programming plans with his an adaptation of I want to say Powers, yeah, Powers, which is mm-hmm. his comic. Yeah. Uh, so he came out to talk about it, but 
didn't practice beforehand or wasn't using the prompter or something. So it was 10 minutes of sort of underprepared, a little right. bit awkward talking. He, he, did, he was like, here we can show some concept art. And we're like, it's from a comic. You could also, <laughs> here's a thought, just Look show the comic. the comic and show like what sort of it is about. Because a lot of people don't know. Was he at least better than J.J. Abrams in the Curve show? No, you th- you th- that was well, the thing you're was, having to think about it. It wasn't J.J. Really Abrams. It, it was, was uh, it was, uh, you about the Rage Quit guy from CES? Yeah, who just walked off stage. It was, was it not J.J. Abrams? No, it was Let's Explosions that. guy. That's J.J. Abrams. No, no J.J. No, Abrams is Lens Flare guy. No. Oh. What? Michael, Michael Bay. 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 Right. There Explosion we go. Guy. So close. Yeah, no, totally different. Those uh, are interchangeable in my Explosion brain. Explosion guy. We've got lens flare guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you, you, so you said so. One of the things I was excited about that Sony talked about, which mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily core to games, was the concept of the PlayStation TV, a device you could have plugged into a TV so that you could stream games from a PS4 elsewhere in your house. Yeah, but it needs to be on the same network to get a good performance. So yeah. it's not something the commercials they showed. So in Backing up a little bit, in Japan, it was announced as the PlayStation Vita TV, and they just dropped the Vita part for here because the yeah. Vita is not selling here. So that, like, just the name, I guess, could you- could doom it potentially, or at least you know, in the eyes of consumers. So it's there to play to stream games from a PlayStation console to a TV, which is nice because you can go in another room. You know, and if someone is using the living room, you can go in the bedroom and mm-hmm. keep playing games uh, without really interrupting it. But that's about it. Yeah, but that's cool. It like if you, any other... if you have multiple TVs in a house and you don't want to have to buy a PS4 for each of them or move your PS4 around, so you just get buy this little device and no, it's really great it's, stuff off of it. The way I see it is related to uh, the the remote play they have, so you can mm-hmm. take right. and you can play a PS4 game on your Vita through that. So it's that same sort of technology. Sony's actually doing a really good job of and that. I think the other thing it did is it could stream PS3 games via the PlayStation Now service, which I confirmed right. does enter open beta July 31st. Okay. 31st, you are good. correct. So do I mean, but will only stream games? Can you not stream things like Hulu or uh, Netflix? Um, I'm positive it'll have that so kind Gavin of functionality. Gavin just attempted his his weekly attempt to uh, hit me with something, and, and uh, he had away the perfect shame. shot. I wasn't even paying attention, and he whiffed it. It's like he's Spain. I think he just hit a TV or something. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm positive it'll have that kind of fun- mm-hmm. functionality. I mean, my Blu-ray player has that functionality built into it, so it, this seemed, it would seem like smarter. an odd omission if it didn't. I mean, considering it's going now up against basically Apple TV and mm-hmm. uh, you know Amazon TV. Oh wait, no, I, uh, it does because they said they're going to. In- it's got to because they said they're going to include a voucher for the digital version of the Lego Movie with it. Oh. There you go. So uh, yeah, it's got to have some kind of video streaming then. Okay. Which is a uh, so it, I mean it sounds like it, it mirrors the built-in capability of the Sony TVs essentially. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, all that will be just on board with any of the new uh, was it Bravia Bravia's series? Yeah, or? they said they're that they're launching mm-hmm. later this year. Yeah, so that's exciting. Yeah, um, I liked Sony. I liked. I thought Microsoft did really <clears throat> well this year. I was very excited they announced Scalebound because that's mm-hmm. uh, so for those who um, weren't paying closely attention to it. It's about having a dragon friend. How, <laughs> how to train your dragon, the video game? Basically. it's uh, uh, So it's from Platinum Games, so it's going to be... I think that that's the Japanese game that they were referencing um, when Phil Spencer uh, made the announcement about the release date for the Xbox One in Japan. He also was teasing a major exclusive title mm-hmm. from a big Japanese studio and Scalebound sort of fits... All of those requirements, right. so that's probably what it is, which is exciting. We don't have to wait until TGS to find out what it is. And so you're saying it's not going to be Destiny, 
since did you hear Destiny is PlayStation exclusive yeah. in Japan? Well, I did hear about that, but that's one of those things that I go. So on paper that means something, but in so there no one buys Xbox in Japan anyway. It's so true. there's there's what like a million Xbox 360s sold to date in Japan. Well, the, mm. the really sad thing was though that the Xbox the Xbox Japan team had tweeted about Destiny like a week before. Yeah, Ouch. And apparently completely unaware that Destiny was getting the snub. And it's yeah, most likely going to be a, a timed exclusive, just because I think the Xbox One launches like three or four days before Destiny comes out in Japan. So it may be a deal where down the road later this year or next year it comes out and then they'll sell five additional units of the game right <laughs> i mean you know it's just it's one of those things that it's exclusive but yeah it's pretty much exclusive anyway so it doesn't really I, hurt I, anyone I, I but it is like a nice little i don't really see destiny being maybe a big seller in japan either they're not huge fps players probably not enormously but i'd be interested to see how uh, borderlands sold there Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking that would be a great comparison metric for that because it does. The more the more I see Destiny, the more Borderlandsy Borderlandsy it feels. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely got that sort of cell shady look, which I'm not hugely in love with, honestly, in Destiny. But you think it has a cell shady look? I do. I think I don't. No, well, nah. I say that because it feels like it's really colorful. It doesn't have the thick lines around everything that's very, you know, that defines the cell, but it has the kind of lack of detail all Mm -hmm. over the middle. Mm -hmm. It's like they just have a strong color and then there's nothing there. Hmm. Everything's very flat looking. Okay. Um, I I respect your opinion and our differences. Let's be civil on the internet. Yes, we can do that. (laughs) You're both wrong and. I fucked your mothers. No, there we go. (laughs) Ashley, you're bringing it back full circle to a true internet discussion. (laughs) Someone's got to. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there was a a ton of stuff uh, that we were excited about at E3. I don't know if you got a chance to see. uh, I'm I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. Did you get a chance? Did they have Cuphead at all? They did. I didn't get to see it. Mm. The the Sony booth was actually a little bit weird. They had... They did have a lot of stations set up, but it was like an indie game per station. Mm -hmm. So there'd be, you know, these mass like mass huddles around these certain stations and you're just you're just not getting yeah, into them. just point of clarity uh, i'm sure you made a, a slip up i think cuphead was xbox one sorry yeah it was honestly I, I, I they a, they both had that but wait i had a slip was, up last week oh no that people jumped all over me for what did you say i said that in bayonetta 2 correct there are three costumes uh i don't remember them now oh, it was always right. princess peach metroid someone and uh metroid didn't remember instead samus of, i i just I know it's Samus. I just said Metroid because I was thinking of Metroid when I saw the costume. Can I tell and, you why I just assumed the Cuphead was on PS4? Hmm. Because Sony's done a much better job of marketing their indie games. Oh, well, and so now I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, that indie game. It's probably PS4. Probably. Well, it's, it was interesting. Although the, I mean, Xbox did a good job mm-hmm. like this time, mm-hmm. but just like throughout the mar- the so far the marketing campaign of the platforms themselves. I just now just associate it with Sony. Uh-huh. Um, that reminds me, you know, talking about indie games and uh, Sony, the uh, one of the, I guess, the senior programmer over at Supergiant Games left uh, to go work at Oculus. Why does everybody keep doing that? No. And Supergiant, of course, is uh, the indie studio that made uh, Bastion and most recently Transistor, which just came out a couple of weeks ago. Hence the no, because I was looking forward to see what they do next. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, he's uh, he's moving on and joining Oculus to make stuff that I'm going to hate. I think someone from <laughs> Respawn maybe just joined Oculus, too. Really? Yeah. They're on a hiring tear. Uh, well, they can afford it now. 
They have. They, they have. Getting sued into the. They have a age. lot of dollars. They do. Everybody keeps trying to take all their dollars. <laughs> People are coming out of the woodwork to take all their dollars because apparently anyone that's worked on a VR product in the past decades somehow owns part of their technology now. Uh, let's see. I'm taking a look here. So I guess other uh, high-profile video game people who have gone over recently is uh, I guess some Valve employees. Uh, Jason Holtman, Tom Forsyth, Steve Lavelle, Atman Binstock, and Michael Abrash. All of these are uh, reported from Joystick. That sounds really dangerous. I mean, there are, you know, Oculus is in enough trouble already with intellectual property theft. And then Valve has been working on a VR solution that they've even kind of showed off a little bit finally. Yeah. That seems like just another lawsuit waiting to happen. Do you think Valve would uh, would go after them? It, it's I know it's I know it's intellectual property and business, which is a big deal. But it seems kind of against non Valve, yeah, uh, philosophy to to chase someone like that. I think it depends largely on if Valve really wants to go ahead with it as a product. If they don't really care, then maybe they won't. Yeah. But and if they think that those people might have something that they took from Valve, mm-hmm. not. It's one of those weird things. It's like, how do you... It's like with uh, Mighty Number no. 9. So it's the guy that created Mega Man who's now gone in and he's making this game Mighty Number no. 9, which is very Mega Man-esque. Well, he's the guy that made Mega Man. So how do you say where the line is between what's intellectual property? And it's like, well, that's just that guy. Like, that's that's well, his thing. Right. I would say that part of the difference is that people don't feel like Mega Man has been really utilized recently. That is true. Whereas Valve is actively working on VR technology. But Capcom could easily probably go after him for that. Not if they get sold. Which is uh, that is true. <laughs> A big rumor going around at the moment. Yeah, so they uh, have basically announced that they're now, uh, they've changed their systems or the requirements or whatever, uh, so they're now open to acquisition. They're open to being acquired, that is. Mm-hmm. So Is that like putting a dating profile up or what? <laughs> it's like you click thumbs up on LinkedIn and next thing you know you're buying a video game company. Yeah, so I have no idea like who would buy them or if mm. that's necessarily on the table. It's mostly just that like they've changed the way their business is set up because previously they um, they set everything up to specifically prevent a hostile takeover. Hmm. Uh, I think you know via the way their stock works, mm-hmm. and now they've they changed it so, so. that. They can be so they're, they're flirting with hostile takeover, they, they, like, hey. They, they drop just, their pants. They're just batting hey. their lashes a little bit. Like. It's like the peacock. They're putting the peacock <laughs> in, you know. Um, so Release we, that Dead Rising DLC, you know, with all the arcade action. You know, <laughs> super hyper mega that's true. That's ar- for, alpha. For the 31st anniversary. Right. Which I like saying. See, there you go. Uh, so we're talking about, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. pivot here a little. We were talking about Valve a little while ago. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys get a chance to watch that uh, short film they put out yesterday? Yes, I did. The expiration date. Which yep. is really cool. It's like a 15-minute short film that I guess they made using Source Filmmaker, which told a story using the Team Fortress 2 characters, which was really, really well done, I thought. It was really, really cool. Now, normally, when I first loaded it, you, know, you can see the, the, the progress bar in the video. I was like, oh, 15 minutes. It's going to be forever. No, it was, it was it went really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, actually, Source Filmmaker... Film, I don't know why I can't talk today. Blah, blah, blah. Source Filmmaker... <laughs> and you still... Ah. Fun so, I'll say <laughs> Source Filmmaker. Source Filmmaker. That... It's one of those things I keep forgetting about until they do something like that. Which is I wonder what, if they do that just so you go, oh. Which is what I that. think they did. Like when uh-huh. I watched that, that, that video the whole time, I was thinking, wow, well, you know, why would they make this? So at the end, you see the SFM logo. You're like, oh, yeah. right, yeah. They're, to get people excited about Source Filmmaker again, which is a phenomenal program. Really intimidating. There's so many options there were a lot of things of people to do using in there. It. I mean, there was a lot of YouTube videos that came out of that, and then it, I haven't seen much and it could be that it's just got people have gotten so good at using it that i don't recognize immediately when it's source filmmaker but hey i said it <laughs> <laughs> you got it yay but uh you win a mountain dew 
<laughs> yeah, I do? No, I don't want one, though. Oh, okay. Never mind. I you, keep the Mountain Dew. You're going to inflict the Mountain Dew on me. Um, but, I mean, it just kind of goes quiet. It sort of goes dormant. I don't know that anybody's really doing, done anything really impressive with it yet. Yeah. Well, Valve just did. Valve just but did. But community-wise, you're Valve. right. But they, they're, I'm sure all of their uh, Meet the series for Tomb Fortress 2 were also probably made internally yeah, I, using similar I believe they tools. Were. Yeah. I believe they so, were. So, I mean, that they've already been for years, you know, doing great things with it. Um, other other Valve news. A lot, of, a lot of Valve stuff this week. Tell us more, Gus. So I guess this is this is slightly Valve news. I guess uh, Alienware is still planning to launch their Steam machine this year with no Steam OS and no Steam controller. Right. So now it's just a living room PC, and it's exactly the same as every other living room PC. It's Congratulations. Five hundred fifty dollars, and it's Steam ready. They're also sending it with the Xbox three hundred and sixty controller instead of the Xbox One, which right. I think is kind of odd too. Yeah, well, they only just released the Xbox One drivers, and they're still, like, they're only kind of supported. Like, there's they mm-hmm. are there, but they're not widely distributed yet. Uh-huh. Steam OS isn't even out, and they're releasing a Steam machine. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think they have any problems with that. You raise an excellent point. Um, so I, ha- I actually dug up some of the specs here from uh, uh, a Polygon article about, they're calling it the Alienware Alpha. I guess this base model, which is uh, 550, uh, has a custom NVIDIA chipset GPU. Oh, look, they have it up here. It's got 2 gigs of uh, video RAM. It's got an i3 processor, 4 gigs of 1600 megahertz DDR3 RAM, 802.11 AC Wi-Fi, and gigabit Ethernet. That's pretty weak offering, honestly. Yeah, I was was a little off-put by the i3 processor. But, I mean, they are going to have other options. That's the whole Mm -hmm. point, I guess. I don't know. The fact that they're able to just go, I will put, we'll just put Windows on it, whatever, release it anyway, kind of undermines... What Steam, what Valve's been trying to do with the entire Steam machine anyway, by just reminding us that they're PCs, they're yeah. just PCs. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, it's it's they're well. Uh, that being said, they're definitely pushing the idea of it being a set top box by offering, <laughs> you know, sending it out with a controller. Um, so that that puts you in the mindset that this is something <clears throat> to put in your living room rather than just another computer in your house. And it's a smaller form factor, so I, I guess they're kind of hitting on that. It's. $550, I think. Yeah, what's the starting price? So it's, you know, top of the range for any kind of console right now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now that Xbox One has come down to 399 if you dump the Kinect. Mm-hmm. So, eh, it's still evocative of a console box. <laughs> right. No? Do, I, do I look convinced, Ryan? I love that Ryan's the one trying to do the convincing here. I know, and I hate the thing. <laughs> I know, this is so weird to me. I'm just we, back like, wow, we, I'm not We appreciate you playing once. devil's advocate because I don't think at this point any of us were, like, neither of us were going to argue for it. I'm interested. People, I'm still interested. People say I'm very negative. I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to be positive. Let's talk about Nintendo then. Oh. Well, let me, let me read this first. Well, that was <laughs> <important. laughs> Let me, let me read this right here. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Hulu Plus. You've probably tried Hulu on your computer. Hulu Plus is so much more. With Hulu Plus, you can watch current season episodes of your favorite shows like Modern Family, The Daily Show, and Scandal. Watch every episode of shows like Nashville, Lost, and Doctor Who. You get ad-free movies and kids shows, too. Now, more than ever, there's so much to watch. Take total control with Hulu Plus to stream these shows and thousands more as much as you want, whenever you want. Hulu Plus works on your computer, smart TV, Roku, Apple TV, Xbox, PlayStation, pretty much any streaming device you already own. <laughs> you can even watch on your phone or iPad while on the train, at work, at the dentist, or in the bathroom. You can even block off a whole day to binge. You'll get access to originals you can't get anywhere else. Check out their new show, Deadbeat, a comedy about a pot-smoking guy who talks to ghosts. Binge on all 10 episodes now. 
For only $7.99 a month, you get shows anytime, anywhere. That's like a quarter a day. Right now, sign up at HuluPlus.com slash the patch. I'm sorry, HuluPlus.com slash patch. Get two weeks full access completely free. It's a whole extra week more with this special offer when you sign up at HuluPlus.com slash patch. Get with it. Start streaming TV now with Hulu Plus. Thank you so much to Hulu Plus for sponsoring the patch. Um, I don't want to talk about Nintendo. <laughs> there was a really interesting I, I, infographic, I, I, though, that came up. I mean, just as the general spread of all of them, that it broke down, like, who talked about games in 2014. Oh, yeah, those were interesting. Those were. And it, the odd thing, too, was, well, uh, aside from Nintendo being a 100% you know, first-party developer, yeah. uh, and then it was 12 games for Nintendo versus, like, 49, I want to say, for Microsoft, mm-hmm. and then Sony was somewhere in the same range. Uh, I think the other interesting thing that came out of that was it looked like Sony was a little bit heavier on 2015. It was actually more than 50% 2015 titles. Right. And was actually heavier on the first-person shooters, which I would normally not associate with Sony. It was close. I think Sony was 50% first-person shooter, but I think Mm -hmm. Microsoft was like 45%. So Microsoft was less far. than uh, was less than fifty, and Sony was about dead on fifty. Um, I think. The, I mean, but I'm okay with E3 discussions and E3 presentations mm-hmm. being about 2015 games. Honestly, I would not expect you know big announcements out of 2014 games at a at a show like E3. E3 is where you go to show off the cool shit you're working on that's going to come out later. You know, you already have marketing budgets and everything allocated for 2014 at this point. At 2014, at E3, it should just be like, hey, remember that cool thing from last time? It's coming out finally. Yeah, the rhythm does seem to be. Announce at E3, the next year you bring it back with gameplay, and then release that holiday. <laughs> or, you know, thereabouts. There, it's there. very much like a announce one year, actually show it the next year, and then you're, you're ready to go. Which is kind of a, a segue into something else I really want to talk about this week, which was um, Watch Dogs graphics performance on the PC. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been keeping up with this thread. The, the guy that dug out the really heavier graphic stuff that was actually buried in the engine yes well okay and when that came up though there so let's let's give a little bit of background i guess for people who uh maybe aren't familiar with the story so you remember when watchdogs was first shown at e3 back in 2012 it looked amazing everyone thought it looked amazing there were so many great graphical flourishes everyone was just like their jaws were on the floor and then when the game came out you know people noticed that some of like the dynamic shadows weren't there and it just the game didn't look as as polished uh, so I guess someone who's a, like, typically a video game modder went through the game files and discovered that all of those high-res textures and effects were still there. Mm-hmm. They just had to be enabled. And he figured out – he created a mod for the PC version of uh, the game that basically re-enabled everything. Well, and it started even before that. So earlier, like right at the beginning of this month, uh, someone found a whole bunch of settings that aren't included. <laughs> They're not in the menu options that Ubisoft provides. Mm-hmm. But by editing this XML file, he was able to – change a lot of the settings that he couldn't touch otherwise, and it made the game unstable, but it otherwise bumped up the graphics, so they approached that level again. Mm-hmm. But now this guy, um, I want to say he goes by the worse, even though he makes things better. <laughs> uh, he found actual, there were actual E3-specific settings for um, and graphics and shaders that were still in the code that they'd put in, and then for whatever reason, like, Pulled out, scrapped again, but they were still in there. They were just hidden and not used. He found the E3 goggles. He actually found them. They they actually, like, in the comments, they actually have, like, something, something E3. Uh, So, I mean, I'm interested in knowing why they pulled it out. The the fact that the XML scripting caused some instability could maybe indicate that, that they were, like, for that demo, they sacrificed stability in favor of looking really good, but when it came time to release, they couldn't do that i don't know 
That's, but it's weird that they're in there, that the PC version is capable of all those things because we've now seen them. Right. But So the, the engine just, can do all those things then. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, that's all, really, it's all in there. That was really what I was going to say is a lot of these games are built off engines. And then the engine is something that they can then license or reuse. And so every game may not use everything that the engine itself is capable of. And in this case, it sounds like they weren't able to get it working at a level that they were happy with using all those features. So they just cut them off, which in some ways is a more responsible thing to do Mm -hmm. than just trying to push them out there and knowing that it's going to cause problems. That being said, if you've already kind of promised that it's going to look one way and then, well, I mean, who really expects it to look like it looks in the E3 demo anymore? It's it's like watching an ad for fast food. Yes. You know the burger looks great. On the commercial, you know you're not going to get that burger when you go to <laughs> McDonald's. Your Big Mac's not going to look like the commercial. It's going to be squashed. And But with games, that's absolutely expected. Right. Mm-hmm. Games, it's like if you have a trailer where half the scenes are removed from the movie. It's just, you just go, that's not what I bought. Mm. That's not what I was sold. You get used to it with fast food. I guess at the same time, fast food costs a dollar, two dollars. It doesn't cost sixty dollars. Mm, I guess. I don't, I don't know. It's. Um, I mean, I, I feel like that's something that continually happens uh, in the game industry. And I mean, I think in order to skirt around that, a lot of times, you know, game companies put out those uh, purely animated trailers with no like in-game yeah. footage, mm-hmm. like all pre-rendered CG stuff. And I, I would prefer they continue to do in-engine stuff. And yes, and no. At least when I'm watching a CGI trailer, I don't believe that that's the game I'm going to be playing. Mm-hmm. If I watch a gameplay trailer. That is what I expect to be playing. I even like get a little bit, a little bit weirded out when they have gameplay trailers where the camera is clearly not attached to where you'd be playing it from. Mm-hmm. Right? They're like, they're like, oh, it's it's gameplay, and I'm like, no, 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 it's an yeah. engine. This right. isn't player perspective, so you're not really on the on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think we can agree. Agreed. Patch certified. I still fucked your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I was, I was hoping to slip one by you. There was actually, I, mean, I wonder kind of on I've this been vein. busy. <laughs> she has. Welcome back, Ashley. It's so nice to see you again. Oh, mom. Uh, <laughs> you're going to be at an angry call later. Yeah, today. no kidding. Uh, why did she tell everyone? I mean, um, they actually, there's some talk recently about, so now that they've removed the Kinect from their production model of Xbox One, like what the overhead that would be returned to the system if you didn't enable Connect right. features was. And it was, I believe, 10% of the GPU was being used constantly just to run the Connect. Right. It wasn't yeah. necessarily used constantly. It mm-hmm. was just reserved, reserved. in case it was, yeah. abso- it, was, it was actually needed. I think this was kind of outed by Destiny, right, who said that they could get it to run 1080 uh, 60 if you just cut off the Connect functionality. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. I believe so, yeah. Um, or it was either 60 or 30. I think it may have been 1080-30. I think 30 is what mm-hmm. they've been uh, locked on. So with that, with the additional 10%, where does that put it in comparison to the PS4? Because one of the things that everyone always goes on about is the PS4 is is just in terms of raw power better. Uh, it probably closes the gap a little bit, but I think the PS4 still has a little bit of an edge. Yeah, and I, and I, I, I agree with that. But I really wonder, like I, I've been thinking about that a lot since the consoles came out. And I really wonder how important a lot of that is. I think a lot of what's more important is, you know, ease of development. Because I think back to the last generation, where it was the 360 and the PS3, the PS3 clearly had way more horsepower and blew the 360 out of the water. But lots of games that are multi-platform were developed initially on the 360 because it was an easier platform to develop on. So the PS3 never got to fully utilize that 
extra horsepower because mm-hmm. no one had those flourishes in because it wasn't the primary console developed for. Now, I don't develop, so I'm purely speculating <laughs> here. I've heard that the PS4 is a lot easier to develop for. So if they can just switch you know, the, the development base over there, maybe we'll see a lot more flourishes and a lot prettier games. This is my thought. It's a good thought. Yeah. I, th- I, I actually I don't know good why thinking. it took me so long to think about it. I was just thinking about this last week, I think, probably during E3. Um, did you see, I don't know if anybody else remembers this game. Do you remember the game Another World? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's coming out next week on the PS4. Well, it wasn't Another World, right? It was... Out of This World. Out of This depending World. Depending on where you were. Yeah. I think Another World was the European name. Was it? Out I of This World know. was the uh, uh, North American name. Let me look it up here. Um, so, yeah... What's what's funny is and this is the this looks like this is the iOS port either, or this is the mobile port because they've mm-hmm. got the touchscreen controls. So it's a game that came out what like twenty twenty five years ago, um, and yeah, it came out came out in ninety one. Yeah, what's wonderful about that is I remember that game because my computer couldn't play it. <laughs> that was what my hardware wasn't capable of doing in whenever year that was. So it's in ninety one. Uh, it's coming out. On, to be fair, uh, the computer is mostly sticks and rocks at that point anyway. So. Well, the, the 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 crazy thing is, uh, I look at that and I think back to you know ninety one when I was playing games, and it makes me think that that's what I that's how I always pictured virtual reality because that's what VR looked like back in the early nineties was like people were flat, just beginning to figure out these polygons. flat polygons. I just remember red wireframes. Yeah, that's because you're the virtual Nintendo. boy. That's virtual yeah. boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Did you actually own one? My little brother had one. Did he? Yeah, he also he got, was the he was he also the one. got a Game Boy. He's an asshole. <laughs> so you got nothing? No, I ended up stealing a PC and turning it into like my gaming rig. <laughs> oh, I'm proud of you. It was a 486. That was a better choice. <laughs> I had a, especially versus the Virtual Boy. I had a um, didn't that like melt your eyeball if you looked at it for longer than some 20 people minutes? got headaches. Yeah. I I never played it long yeah. enough too because I think all we had was tennis. I mean, it was basically I mean, like a shit. It was like a microwave, right? I mean, that's just infrared bombarding your face. It's funny the um that uh that auction for the uh, biggest game collection in mm-hmm, the world mm-hmm. uh, ju- that just sold for like $750,000 mm-hmm. uh, had the entire collection of Virtual Boy games. It was only like 13, wasn't it? it was... Meg, do you remember? It's super small. It's like 12 or 13. 12 or 12 13. Or 13. I wondered about that too because that guy had the Guinness record for the largest collection. So now he's sold it. Does he have to give him the record too? Well, yeah, I right? mean, I guess the other person just has to go and buy one more game and then go, now I have it. That's a good point. Well, can, well, are, can you? What game can you buy? Like, he <laughs> just has to wait till next Tuesday and, like, buy one more. Do you, think, <laughs> did, did you, do you think that's, like, the one person in the world who hates digital downloads for games? <laughs> He's like, fuck. How, how do you prove I own all well, the you, games? You got that, all the that games. That is a difficult thing for collectors. I mean, you print out mm-hmm. receipts for every game. Well, you, you got buy, a shelf, so. and then you just have, like, the Xbox sitting there. It's like, uh, they're on there. You got to boot it up, but they're there, I promise. Yeah. Uh, or do you pray that it doesn't red ring or it doesn't have hardware <laughs> failure because then you had to go back and rebuy all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that that auction just ended uh, a couple of days ago. I think on Sunday the other day. Yeah, I, I I didn't expect it to go for that much. the The collection is valued between seven hundred and eight thousand dollars. But I was like, I was like, all right, so we'll get a couple hundred thousand. But like those never get like the full valuation. And then I saw what it sold for, and I went, <laughs> I think it had. So you you could just go buy all those games then. Yeah, but it's easy. You just go. To, you you pay one person instead of paying a bunch of people. Yeah, it's true. It's about saving. And then time. you get to say, "I am the master collector," and you can dance on everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think dancing rights come uh, with the Guinness no? certificate. I, I also kind of imagine that he would ceremoniously slay the previous owner and take his Guinness record and mount it on his wall. Well, <laughs> I thought you were say take his skin and wear it. 
Well, that you really took this to a dark place. Yeah, I did. Man. Says Ryan. I know. <laughs> You're really down there. Um, so I, uh, I also noticed this week that Twitch announced that they had 12 million viewers for their E3 streams, uh, which is pretty I huge. It. Yeah, they were the official partner this year, and I think they're the official streaming partner next year and the year after as well. I think it was a three-year deal. Mm. Could be could be wrong there. Um, it was weird, though. Their booth was kind of off in the corner. Like, you would, if you didn't have the map saying this is where Twitch is, you would never see it. There's there's 2K, then there's the Konami booth, and the Konami booth is built sort of at an angle, so it has these big walls, and it looked like it was um, sort of just facing that corner, like facing mm-hmm. away from that corner. And then behind the walls, there was Twitch. Well, that's where you put the camera, right? Over in the corner. <laughs> We've I mean, there should there. just be cameras pointing at every other booth. That's the Twitch booth. Yes, it was a little bit weird. Like, I never actually made it all the way over there because you would... Like, once you pass Konami, it just, there was no traffic. <laughs> We've all been there. I know Rooster Teeth has had to set up booths, booths, booths like that at shows before where, you know, we set up our booth and then, I, I, one year in particular, I know we were at Fan Expo in Canada. Sony just set up a giant wall in front of our booth and did the same thing where it's like they encapsulate and point everything around. Like, hey, around here, <laughs> we're over here, guys. But uh, Twitch is also partnering to live stream RTX. They're our official oh, streaming partner. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, we'll be streaming Do they have uh, all of RTX in the corner? at Twitch. <laughs> we'll, we'll make, we can put them in the corner so they feel at home. There we go. Um, yeah, and uh, I guess since we're talking about RTX, I, I, I should mention also that we're doing our patch panel there, mm-hmm. which will be streamed via Twitch. So if you want, you'll be able to watch that. I'm pulling up the details right here. Uh, it's going to be... Wait, you don't know them off the top of your head? No. This is all you, man. Fr- Friday at 4.30 p.m. In, all right. If you're there you physically, it'll be yeah. in room 18. If you're there virtually, you can st- stream it on uh, Twitch. And Very uh, cool. that stream will, of course, be open to everyone, so not just uh, sponsors on our website. So anybody can watch that. Um, let's see what we got. So weird news this week. You know, we, t- we joked previously about Candy Crush making their uh, – or I guess King Entertainment making a trademark for Candy and Crush and Saga. like all this, yeah. all, this lic- all this cross-licensing stuff. I guess Skylanders is expanding their licensing business. Please at- don't tell me that you're trying to write Sky. Please, no, please no. tell me no. They're just expanding to make breakfast cereal and other snacks now. Let me look at the full list of who well, they're... Well, they're aimed at kids, so that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Not the are real those, deal. Are no. those... Is that a bowl of chips? <laughs> yeah, it, does, it looks it really chips. good. They just stole Doritos. I think we... This is a fabrication that we created in the control room, I'm okay. pretty sure. So... <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. Looks, it, so looks, one of those, it looks really good, Control Room. It's the thing PS, where you, please you've got a physical chips. thing, right, that works, connects to digital, right. Right? right? So can you just take, like, a handful of cereal and just cram it in the port now, or what? How sure. is this supposed to work? Sure. So I guess oh, they, did they come in the cereal box? Is that how it works? Of course. I, I would imagine that's what they're going to do. Oh, but they're partnering brilliant. with General Mills, Crayola, and IDW. I don't know who IDW is. Do you still have to, like, collect box tops and send things in if you want the special, special prizes? I don't think they really have prizes in cereal anymore. No, well, not in the cereal, but you know, there used to be like the really good prize. You had to collect I, the box tops and then mail them hey, in. That's how I got my copy of Cubert for the twenty six hundred. There you go. How, and I how did that go for you? Was that I worth still it? have it? <laughs> it's a good value. I collected. Yeah. I, I ate the shit out of Captain Crunch <laughs> <laughs> for months to get Cubert on the Atari twenty six hundred. Did you tear up the roof of your mouth? Um, it's never been the same. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's I, just I, a wasteland in there now. I have Cubert, and uh, God, I remember. I, this is guys really going to date me. The the best was when you could cut out the back of the cereal box and it was a record and you could put it on the record player and listen to music. What? See, the problem that I always had with uh, with stuff on the back of cereal boxes that required cutting out is I would not wait until the cereal was gone before cutting it out. <laughs> so to have a box of cereal and then 
Like the bag would just be falling out of it. Yeah, and you nice. inevitably lose a couple bits of cereal out of the bag whenever you pour mm-hmm. it, and so then they just randomly come popping out of the hole in the bottom of the box. Mm-hmm. I feel you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm an old hand at collecting cereal now, stuff. Yeah. Now I want to go play some Super Nintendo games. <laughs> you remember uh, Super Mario Brothers and Legend of Zelda cereal? Yes. There was like two cereals in the same box. It was like two different bags. One side was the Super Mario Brothers cereal, and the other side was the Legend of Zelda cereal. Which was better? It was, it was pretty much the same thing. <laughs> Pure sugar, man. What do you want? Fair enough. Mushrooms. I was hoping, actually, I mean, that... Marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping, actually, that when Nintendo announced they were going to be expanding their licensing stuff, they'd do, like, more of the breakfast cereals and that just Do you longing for, for the return? Why not? It makes me also think, like, there were, there were crazy cereals back then. Like, there was also, around that same time, the C-3PO cereal, mm-hmm. which I never understood. That was so weird. I think that was just Captain Crunch. That was just <laughs> relabeled as something else. Um, Crunchy and gold. Yeah, it's I- a good fit. IDW is a comics publisher, by the way. Ah, that's why I didn't know Thank it. you, Twitter. Thank you to Maria Ayala and Jake. 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 Is that his and, Twitter and, handle? And Maru Yasha. Uh, no, it's his okay. nice okay. Twitter name. Uh, uh, here, maybe this His thing human here. name. Okay. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is also brought to you by NatureBox. Your mission, snack smarter to get in shape by summer. Your enemy, the vending machine. But when you're starving at 3 p.m., all cranky and lightheaded, the evil vending machine can seem like your only friend. Don't give in. Head over to NatureBox.com. NatureBox sends great tasting snacks right to your door, and they're great for you, too. We're talking healthy snacks like barbecue kettle kernels, everything bagel sticks. They're down there. South Pacific plantain chips and over 100 more. I thought you were looking for them. Um, zero trans fats, zero high fructose corn syrup, nothing artificial. Even snacks that are gluten conscious and non-GMO. With free shipping anywhere in the U.S., NatureBox is busting up the vending machine's monopoly on your midday hunger. Try NatureBox right now and get 50% off your first box by going to naturebox.com forward slash the patch. That's naturebox.com slash the patch. Stay full, stay strong. Go to naturebox.com slash the patch. That's naturebox.com slash the patch. On a side note, the bruschetta pretzel pops know how to twerk it. <laughs> Is that on the bag? No, yeah. that, that's her that's her analysis. Um they are really good. So you you might be particularly proud of this. The Sorry, new- I'm still pic- picturing a pec- pretzel pop twerking somehow. You just saw it. Uh the newest GTA online update. Yes. The, the uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a hipster update uh-huh. includes uh, the Team Gents shirt. It does. They call it the Gentleman shirt, I believe. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, very reminiscent there of our uh, Team Gents shirt. I love it. The hat's a little bigger in theirs. Mm-hmm. And the mustache is a little smaller. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, It's hard to really capture the majesty of Jeff's mustache. It really is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that was great. It's it's always really cool whenever we discover some shout out to us in something. Are yeah. the lads upset? The lads, the lads were very upset, uh, and who cares? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they haven't earned it yet. They're, yeah. st- they're still young. They got their time. That's right. It was a bit of a funny thing, though, that they did that yesterday, dropped that update, and then today went, by the way, heists aren't coming yet. Yeah, we're sorry. Yeah, they, <laughs> it's funny. They actually made that announcement. They didn't give it their own mm-hmm. its own post on Newswire. It was posted as a comment like by them in response to yesterday's update like they were hoping that people wouldn't notice Maybe like just one of slide. one of the biggest games was going to be like with one of the most anticipated features that was supposed to be here in the next like 3 or 4 days was not going to make like, it yeah. yeah no one will notice it's fine it was their kind of their last shot to i think at some point though the whole notion that it was going to be out in spring was floated i don't know if they officially said that, yeah, that they, did. They, did. they did okay. they did i went back over the quote it mm. said Coming this spring, then I went and looked up how long spring goes. I did that. Friday. I did too. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
So technicality, we'll did get not them on know the it. day. Um, do you think at this point then they're just going to sit on it until GTA Five launches on next gen on consoles? Like once they release the Xbox One or PS Four, just be like, oh yeah, great, here they are. Well, so here's the weird thing about that, right? Is GTA Five they announced um, at E3 that that you'll be able to take your multiplayer progress from either PS3 or 360 and move it to either PS4 or Xbox One when it comes out, regardless right. of platform. So this is what this is maybe the first time you can actually take your multiplayer progress across ecosystems. That's oh kind yeah, of a big deal. Good point. Uh, but. They've like they've messed up quite a bit on the multiplayer. I think there's a lot of things that just aren't in it. Like I don't know heists. Maybe I I hear a, you know a thing or two about those. I and the the <laughs> around the water interest seems order. to have dropped off quite a lot in actually playing it. Mm-hmm. People still like watching it, but playing it maybe not so much. I don't know. If, are people gonna uh, care enough wh- to like buy the new version if they already have this version? Because Pers- Most of the people who own the the next gen consoles now are early adopters, and they already have the current gen consoles. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have GTA for the the. Wait, I just said current gen and current gen. It's getting confusing. <laughs> next gen, current gen, they'll already have it. Is it worth upgrading? I think there'll be a good enough amount, and I think mm-hmm. the relaunch on the Xbox One and the PS4 could serve as a good springboard to revitalize online play. Like it'll get people back in and interested in the game again and playing it. And I think, you know, if they have heists and all of this stuff in there, people who played online initially and then gave up because the features weren't in there will buy the new version because everything's prettier and it's all actually implemented and functioning. You'll, yeah, all the people that would... There's, a, you know, a large segment of, of gamers out there that will buy a game, play it for as much as they want, and then they get rid of it. Uh, so any of those people you might get back at that point with reinvesting in the series. Uh, honestly, I think the PC is going to be where most of the next batch of sales are going to be just because because yeah, that's completely new it's well it's i mean it's the same Sorry. game but it's it's still moddable which is what has carried gta mm-hmm. 4 for so long i mean the the lifespan on gta 4 it feels like a lot longer than red dead which never made it to pc right yeah so i think pc is going to do well for gta if the mod community embraces it I'm if sure it turns out it's difficult to mod then it's i'm, I'm sure that uh Based on how moddable and how much legs GTA 4 got out of it, I'm sure GTA 5 Well, will I guess also to be, be fair, they're already modding, mod, modding, modding it now on PS3. There's a bunch of different mods out there for that, which is kind of weird. Hmm. Is that the one that had the uh, Monsoon mod? Or was that for GTA 4? You mean the one where the whole city's underwater? Yeah. That was in GTA 4. Okay, GTA 4. Yeah. No, there's there've been like playable uh, jumbo jets on PS3. There's been uh, I think there's wait a UFO. playable jumbo jets like you play as a jumbo jet. You can get in the yeah you know yeah it's it's the life of the jumbo jet. You get refueled. <laughs> you take on passengers. Then you fly. You get hijacked on occasion. Occasionally, you know, just to spice it up a little. But uh, no, it's uh you can just use you can fly around in one. You can't get one normally in multiplayer. But uh, yeah, it'll it'll they'll do sales. People will buy it. I think so. People always. Buy. I'm, exci- Keep, I'm excited. Keeping in mind as well that when I, I I'm like, no one's going to get this. I'm, <laughs> what I really mean is, only a couple million people are going to get this, right? Because, like, GTA doesn't exist on the same scale as other games, and so no one is still like several million. A huge amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you talked about how some people will buy games and then trade them in when they're done playing them. It goes back to that thing we talked about a long time ago, where there was that study about how there are teenagers who use consoles like a form of currency. Or they'll they'll get a console, they'll play with it, then when they need money, they'll like pawn it or sell it oh. and then get money and then they'll save up money, buy a console again, use. And it's like this weird cycle where it's like 
when you're uh, for teenagers, it's like a liquid asset they can convert to cash. When I think then... of how much money you can get out of a console, though, when you sell it and then have to buy it again, that seems like <laughs> look. look they, they're, 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 they're not worried about the turnover amount, right? They're just like, oh, I need twenty bucks for weed. All right. <laughs> I, I don't like, know. What are you going to do? You can't play video games. <laughs> that just seems like get your priorities in order. Yeah. You don't need, they they you are don't, teenagers. They're not need, making the best decisions. You don't need the food. Sir. Just look, do what we all did and eat top ramen for a month solid mm. and you'll be fine. Top ramen. Yeah. So, Extra good if you put a hard boiled egg in it. Really? If you can afford oh, eggs. Hard boiled Jesus. Yeah, hard, living, living, hard, living on the fancy side of the tracks I'm just over saying, here. I'm just saying, if you want to take your ramen up a notch. <laughs> Seriously. If you want to be serious about your ramen, right? Right, yeah. yeah okay. I mean, this is for ramen connoisseurs add, only. Add a little Commit. bit of protein. Really, there you go. Really gets your meal. Um, and you already got all the salt you can need for the rest of your life in one <laughs> bowl, so just well, for the week. You don't want to get dehydrated. This will help you to retain that water that you really need. That's a good point. It is truly uh, all we, in one bowl. We need to get a ramen sponsor immediately. Let's get on that. No, let's not. Um, <laughs> so did you see the rumor that uh, the Steam Summer Sale may be starting later this week? That's I've seen the rumor. I so, hope it's true. So there are wallets crying out in pain. Uh, well, that's the thing. They don't weep very heavily though, because you can get so much for so little. <laughs> so do you do you remember when did the uh, Steam Summer Sale kick off last uh, <laughs> last year? I have no recollection. Also, I don't know what I we're can't watching. Pay attention on the to what we're talking about because what we're watching is too fantastic. It's a, a, a Lord, Lord of the, of the Rings Ring. as Steam Sale. That that was phenomenal. I congratulate, yeah. thank you, whoever found that or whoever made that. That was you just won amazing. the link dump. Yeah, we're, def- <laughs> we're definitely putting that in the in the list of links that way you can you can find that the patch notes. The patch so notes. the now strategy. strategy we need to strategize for the Steam sales. All right, so okay. don't buy the things that are on a day sale. Wait until they hit a flash sale. Is that what we do? That's it's a good strategy. Also, now uh, with the being able to trade games, if you've got friends, you can divvy it up, and some of you get some games, and some of you get other games. Now, when you do that, do you have to like buy as a like you you buy it as a gift, or can you change that later on as long as you haven't activated it? You can buy it as a gift if you want. If you buy it as a gift, it just goes into your inventory, and you can then send it to somebody. But if you want to do like the share thing, then you buy it for yourself, and then you have to log in on their machine and authorize it. Can I tell you something that's a bit uh-huh. funny? What's that? Uh, a little bit creepy. Uh, the other day, I was working on my laptop. I was editing something, and suddenly I was like. Oh, I see Bernie's using his PC now because, and I know he's just turned it on uh, because I now can stream Steam games from his computer. <laughs> and then I thought, yeah, this is weird. Yeah. Like, that's just like, maybe it's a little bit too far. It's Big Brother Steam you yeah. know, moving in on your computer. Yeah, because he'd, he'd been using my computer uh, while we were in L.A. Because uh-huh. uh, it's just this, it's this enormous black razor blade that, you know, he can use for gaming and I can use for editing. So... We were sharing it. He was logged into his account, and then I could see when he got to work and turn on his PC. And I went, hmm. And the streaming is actually different from the sharing, too. Like, there's two different things. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Um, In fact, I went to a game, and, um, and his son, JD, was currently using the library. <laughs> so that was, just, it, that was all wrapped up in one, like, in one example so of you went and flipped the breaker Steam on JD's interconnectivity. <laughs> so that you could get it, and then... Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm an adult. Yeah, take your right. lumps, kid. Yeah. Uh, so according to Eric Anderson 14 on Twitter, the Steam sales summer sale started mid-July last year. Okay. So we're, we're a little early, so it may not be starting just yet. I always wonder how that rumor summer, starts. Summer some... do, doesn't start till Friday. Right. Right? Yeah, we just talked about that earlier. I wonder how those rumors start. Someone's just like, you know it would be awesome if Steam sale started okay. this week. I, I have the source of the rumor here. Okay. Out them. Uh, so this is an article from Joystick. It says, does the Steam summer... <laughs> 
See, over. it's infected you. Does the Steam summer sale begin on Thursday? Payment processor Pay Safe Card seems to think so, stating in Portuguese, Valve's annual batch of summer savings runs from the 19th to the 30th of June. Furthermore, at SteamDB notes the new the newest Steam week-long deal ends on Thursday, June 19th, rather than the end of the week as usual. Hmm. So I guess it's those two bits of information together make people think that something's a little fishy. Fishy, eh? <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, it is it is weird that they're ending their week sale earlier than normal. Uh, but I can't – I mean, I guess technically summer does start on Friday. So maybe they're just going to try to capitalize on as much of summer as possible this time. Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. You got to keep people from going out in the sun. Really, they're just doing a public service kind of thing. It's, you know, you can get skin cancer out there. It's dangerous. You should just stay in and play games all day. So we have uh, some breaking news Ooh. from our sleuth, Bernie Burns, who says that Reddit just announced their obfuscating downvotes site-wide. Really? We Which, already do that on the Rooster Teeth subreddit. We don't do that. Okay, sorry. We, 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 we don't, don't control the Rooster Teeth subreddit. Forgive me. <laughs> L- late-breaking gaming news there. Thanks, Bernie Burns. Yeah, he's tech. right there, by the we, way. We, we, we bleed over into tech. So yeah, I give you shit. just will no longer be able to see them. They'll still do their job, I imagine. Just says obfuscating. If you have Reddit enhancements, we right. can just you can still keyboard through all that shit. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, okay. That's what I do. Just Z, 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 Bernie's Z. shaking his head. He's saying no. No? He's saying percentage oh. of people liked it is mm. how it's going to take over now. Yeah. That's kind of Facebook syndrome, though, isn't it? Is it? What did Facebook do? Well, they just have likes. They have no dislikes. They, yeah, they, they don't show you when people don't like you. They only show you when people like you. Oh, that's so, so happy. Positive reinforcement. So the the worst message you can get is no message at all. Yes. Like, just, I don't pay attention to but you. But that's a good message for me. When my phone doesn't ring, I'm like, yeah, right. everything's perfect. No when one my, cares. When my, ah. when my desk phone rings, I, I stare at it and I scowl. Like, <laughs> that's not good. Um, someone on Twitter is also saying that, hey... Take, taking Reddit, tying it in with Steam. A Reddit post showed the big picture mode had a background stating the sale starts the 19th to the 30th of June. Thank you, Michael Castle. So it's got to be the worst thing in the world to just be a web designer these days. Because if you try and preload everything assets is leaking through anywhere, that stuff. yeah, someone is always watching for everything you upload to a server. And this is the internet now, so you can take it down within 30 seconds. Doesn't matter. Someone took a screenshot. Yeah. Yep, it's done. It's the it's the monkeys, right? I mean, any just enough people thrown at a problem, and they will find everything. Mm-hmm. But didn't they also throw a whole bunch of monkeys at typewriters, and they just pooped on them? Well, yeah, well, that's like but the YouTube comments or exactly. like internet comments. Yeah, I mean, or it depends Reddit on how you feel about apparently. Shakespeare. Some people would argue that they succeeded, but yeah, I mean, it's what, you think that noises? Shakespeare was monkeys? No, I don't no, poop. I like you Shakespeare. Think Shakespeare oh, was poop. I like Shakespeare. <laughs> a lot of people don't like Shakespeare. Nobody doesn't like Shakespeare. No, there's a lot of people that don't. I'm like sure a lot of high schoolers don't. Right. Um, so required reading. All of a sudden, Shakespeare's the worst person in the world. Nobody wants to go to YouTube and watch a podcast about Shakespeare. Shakespeare. So let's go back to video games. <laughs> what if there was um, a video weird. game about Shakespeare? Uh, it would be an indie title. There you go. Um, Side scroller. No, I think more RPG. Actually, there is a um, and. An indie game that just came out that's, I think, called, like, Sometimes Always a Monster. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Always Monsters. It's about a down-on-his-luck writer. Yeah. Hey, look at there that segue. Alan Wake. That was about a writer, right? Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, I guess... Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Battlefield Hardline is... Uh, they announced that they're also going to have a beta for the Xbox One. But it's a different beta. But it's a different beta yep. than what's currently available for PC and PS4. So like, I don't understand. That what does game. that mean? Does that mean that it's different... Levels? Well, the, right now on the PC, all you get is one different map modes. and two different game types. Um, but 
yeah, yeah, I guess maybe they have a different map offering. I different doubt map, different they have a different. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know how many game modes they're introducing. That's part of the reason that so many people are really pissed about Battlefield. It might Marvel, be a different, know. like a different milestone build. Like it may also mm-hmm. be like more mature code and Could uh, be, yeah. like testing out other aspects of the game. It's. Uh, I mean, we've played it a little bit in the Achievement Hunter office. It's actually pretty fun. I like the two new game types. I think a lot of people are really upset because it it's sort of got the Left 4 Dead 2 syndrome, where it's the engine is basically the same as Battlefield 4 and. It's just kind of some new updates and new textures, so you could argue that it should have just been DLC. Uh, I don't know. When the entire game is basically multiplayer modes in a game, then new multiplayer modes are essentially a new title for that series. Mm -hmm. I can see the argument really on both sides. It's, It's a hard line to walk for them. I think what a lot of people really don't like, though, is whenever Battlefield releases a new title all the people stop playing the one that they're currently playing and go to the new one. So if you're like, I can't do anything without playing Battlefield, so I have to buy the new title. Do you think that will be the case with, well, 4, I guess, is a special case because a lot of people will be looking to jump ship from 4 probably. But because this is a Cops and Robbers, it's very different. It's not military. Will that? Do you think it will have that same sort of effect? Or uh, will this attract a different type of audience? I think... The real telling point will be if they include kind of a legacy game types in it, because it's a very different gameplay experience in terms of objective than previous Battlefield titles, but at the same time, it feels like Battlefield. Does it feel uh, like Battlefield with a skin? It feels like Battlefield with a skin. It's pretty. I mean, it's really pretty on the PC. It It's fun to play, but it's not like, oh, I'm playing a totally different game. I'm, it's like, is, it does feel like DLC. Is that a... Uh... Should that I guess should Visceral take that as a compliment since they jumped in as a new developer and you really don't notice that much of a difference? I mean that that's got to really speak to well. When you say they jumped in as a new developer, I'm assuming they started with the engine, like they didn't rebuild it. Right. It, it looks pretty much spot on, like Battlefield, mm-hmm. um, Battlefield Four. So uh, I mean, they came into it and they built new content using that engine, mm-hmm. but it's different. I mean, it's not the so same. It feels game. like DLC. It, is that going to be on their on their box? Like, it's different. It's not the it's same different. game. <laughs> it's not the same game. We swear. They, it's called Battlefield, but it's not Battlefield Five Hardline. It's Battlefield Hardline. Um, I think if they don't have a legacy game type that kind of mirrors the original Battlefield play, there'll still be a lot of people that are going to play Battlefield Four, and then there'll be people that play Hardline. Uh, if they include that, then it may draw a lot of the people over to the new game, just because that's where more players will be. Someone on Twitter is asking if you inadvertently dropped a pun by saying it's a hard line to walk. <laughs> <laughs> I did inadvertently drop Shut a up, pun. Shut up, Twitter. Based Mio, thank Based you for Mio. the uh, the the post pun notification. <laughs> no, believe me, if I make a bad joke, you'll know <laughs> on purpose. Um, so I guess uh, new NPD results came out, and uh, PS4 for the fifth month in a row is leading hardware sales. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so no big surprises there, there. Really. Um, when did the I guess the connectless one didn't come out June till June, 9th. so uh, maybe if this price drop is going to have any effect, we probably won't see it until next month, or maybe even the month after his NPD results, since it's not even a whole month yeah, with I, a lower skew, lower price skew. I kind of thought the bigger deal about the about the NPD numbers was that uh, Wii U sales jumped eighty five percent year on year, even though Mario Kart came out like it was out for two days mm-hmm. and still managed to boost sales year over year by eighty five percent. It's easy to go from one to two. <laughs> you guys I didn't say it he did you what are you looking at me for worst. look at him both of you you're such pessimists I am excited about some of the stuff We, uh, uh, you weren't here last week for the patch but I was definitely excited I think Nintendo surprised really nice in Nintendo Nintendo surprised week. me the most and I was the most excited after watching their digital event like 
I watched it because I was like, I have to watch this for the patch. I have this is work for me. <laughs> and then they showed like the Captain Toad's Adventures thing, uh, the Yoshi's Woolly whatever. I was like, yeah, I want to play these games. Yeah, we had hands-on time with uh, Splatoon. East uh-huh. Platoon, yeah. That looks, it was actually really fun and really easy to pick up. I don't know how much longevity it will have just because it, I mean, I guess it'll depend on, on if there's a lot more complexity to it than what we played, which you'd hope because it was just a demo. Mm-hmm. But it was very easy to get into. A lot of fun. You immediately knew what you were supposed to do. Just like look at the ground and try and make all of this your color. And it was very cool because if you, you could paint up a wall. Uh-huh. And then go into squid mode where you're swimming in the ink and swim up the wall and then, like, use that as a shortcut to the next level. It was really cool uh, that way. Uh, also, if you shoot the other squids with your color, they go pop. Yeah. Squid on squid violence. Yeah. Made so. Not from Nintendo. Paint, it's always been their weakness. We never knew. <laughs> so it, was, it was a lot of fun to pick up. The tilt controls were a little bit weird because you are using the sticks to control, but you're also using, like, you can use the, the tilt too. So potentially the fact that I was using a combination of the sticks and tilt threw me off a little bit. Yes, um, tilt controls. I remember them from a Let's Play. Yes. You well, suck. yeah, that's true, but we did sort of rig it by giving you the worst one on purpose. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um... And I guess more video game journalism news. Uh, Joystick announced the other day that they had their 10th anniversary. Congratulations, Joystick. Congratulations. I did not realize Rooster Teeth is older than Joystick. Huh. Ha, huh. suck it, Joystick. Yeah, <laughs> which is I like, I saw that. I was like, wow, congratulations. That turned Wait, around we're quick. Old? We're older than them, so welcome to the club. You're, take your lumps. <laughs> You'll get caught up one day. Um, and I know we only have a couple minutes left here, so I'm oh. just going to... Should we talk about E3 hands-on stuff? Oh, yes. What okay. Was favorite. Start with your favorite. What was your favorite? Uh-oh. Okay. Ashley Start with whatever comes to mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, just quick highlights, uh, quick takeaways. Um, so we saw Phantom Pain. Mm-hmm. Really cool that uh, Mother Base is an actual place. When you kidnap stuff, like you, when you get like soldiers like ballooned out or actually anything ballooned out, it goes to Mother Base and then becomes one of your resources. We ballooned out a goat. <laughs> uh, and it, we, then we went back to the Mother Base. It was there. Same with like jeeps, artillery, all that kind of stuff was a lot of fun. The uh, sort of the open world approach to missions was really really cool. Uh, moving on, uh, Far Cry, you can ride the elephants, and they take stuff. They like attack dudes with their trunk. That was really cool. Nice. Assassin's Creed, the number of people in the crowds was really impressive. Uh, so, and it's also nice to see that they implemented parkour down, so you don't have to just jump off a building. You can descend in style. Nice. <laughs> and or up. Or up. Can you always go up? Yeah, you can always go up, but the 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 controls are a little bit more precise now, so that you can determine if you want to parkour at your level, up or down. Oh, okay. So whereas before, like you're running in a direction, just holding the button, and you want to go straight, but instead you end up climbing the wall, and as Bernie says, ending up on the second floor. Uh, this way, you'll only navigate up if you're choosing trying to, to go get up. upwards. So that's okay. nice. That's really nice. Um, and the fact that you'll be able to go um, indoor, transition from indoors to outdoors without loading. Also that's great, really, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. One out of every four buildings. One out of every four buildings is modeled, has a modeled interior that you can go through. I wonder if that was procedurally done or is it actually all hand done? Do you, did they mention it at they, any point? They, no? they didn't say. I imagine there's going to be a lot of repetition. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of... Uh, oh, I mean, a lot building of, there's, four. There's yes, a lot of those, like, those developments that are done you know, by those jerk contractors who just make the same house <laughs> over and over again. Uh, <laughs> we have some over there. <laughs> it's tracked housing in uh, pre-revolution France. <laughs> right? Uh, or actually revolutionary Revolution. France. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. In uh, Shadow of Mordor, looked 
awesome. I've heard good things about it from uh, from their E3 showings. It did. Um, I could definitely see where the Assassin's Creed comparisons come in. I was surprised that, I, that it was not shown off at any of the big pressers. No, no, it wasn't. Um, and that kind of surprised me too. But um, really nothing from Warner was. Um, Batman wasn't, like, didn't take, like, the spotlight of anything, even though it looked They really did have good. an appearance. Uh, it was in the Sony presser, I think, where they showed the Batmobile and stuff. By the yeah, way, and the just... Batmobile was actually, like, they had a big Batmobile like on the show floor mm-hmm. it was like 15 feet across nice i was like i can see Look why huge. they have to, why they're building larger streets for uh for the new <laughs> batman game because they're gonna need them to get this does guy it take two it. parking spaces oh yeah it, t- it probably takes four wow. like you're gonna be that guy by the way it's did, practically hummer size is it just me or are they turning batman into iron man very slowly i mean you've seen the the newer trailer right like the the whole suit is yeah. now just like a mechanical thing which to be fair is kind of cool and makes since for him still being alive after all this time. And in some future versions of Batman, he's gone over to almost like an entirely droid-based system, like in Kingdom Come. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah? Um, that work for you? You don't like the metal? The metal bat? Ashley's no. thinking? Moving no, moving on. Okay, okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, played Evolve, played the new classes no. uh, against the Kraken, which is a new monster, and they're going to have yet another monster and yet another set of the class variations bef- um, that I think they'll announce well, they will announce it before launch because it's going to be in the game when it comes out. Played very differently, but it was awesome. They, they described won, the Kraken like as a fly, giant flying magical squid. It is a giant flying magical squid. That is, that is very accurate. It has less health than the Goliath, but it can fly. Yeah. So and and it's, from what I understand, has ranged attacks because it uses like magic from a distance. Yeah. So what we did to win was get it like it was in a cave and we got it trapped in there so it couldn't get the distance. And just like it, then it never recovered after that. Mm. I will say that the medic that I played, Lazarus, totally overpowered. So Lazarus works by not healing people, but bringing them back from the dead. Exactly. So I was able to, so you normally have a two minute respawn delay, which I mean, that feels like a really long time. Mm -hmm. But as the monster, you're trying to get all four people dead at once. Uh, However, with Lazarus, you can just go in and res those people. You don't have to wait the two minutes. Is there no recharge on that ability? There is, but it's like a couple of seconds. And you're cloaked. So I could go you in. Cloak. I could. Yeah. I could okay. go. Like I could run in cloaked. Wait till the monster is not paying attention. Res the guy and then like run away. Okay. Right. So I like my job was just be invisible and then every now and again run in, heal everybody up, and then occasionally resurrect somebody. Hmm. But oh, so you could still heal as well. Yes. Oh, you could. Okay. Yeah. You, I, I you, well, you, could. you you run in. It's not like an individual heal. You run in. You do a, a kind of an area mm-hmm. burst heal. And it's probably not as powerful. I didn't play the previous medic, but it's probably less powerful mm. since you can resurrect. Yeah, we heal. But like our, our team was never in serious <laughs> danger at any point. All right. Well, well maybe it's because you were fighting a giant jellyfish. <laughs> we're out of time. Okay. We gotta we gotta cut it away. Really? So, Does the yeah. redundant sand agree? Redundant sand agrees. You can see it right there. Well, we have uh, we our... have more of our impressions that um, that Bernie and I posted up on the know their individual mm-hmm. videos. So if you want to see like what we thought a little bit more in depth, definitely check them out. All right. Well, thanks for watching, everyone. We'll be back thanks Monday with an episode of RT Podcast and next Wednesday with uh, uh, an episode of The Patch. I'm getting signaled that there may oh, be... Oh, and uh, we have a we have oh. a 12-hour live stream on Saturday uh, to promote the Laser Team Indiegogo campaign. That'll be going from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time. With, uh, with all your favorite Richard Heath personalities. So make sure to check it out. Except Michael. Except Michael. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>